he says, hey, you run marathons? I'm like, yeah, you know, I really like you. He says, you ever thought about doing a 50? I said, 50 what? Disruns Radio episode 902 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, no sponsor today, but uh, just the, the, the monthly-ish reminder that uh, at, the, at the beginning of each new month, uh, I pick a, a winner for a new uh, free custom training program, uh, good for the race of your choice whenever you want it. So even though races aren't necessarily a thing right now, I know we're all looking forward to 2021, fingers crossed, very much optimistic that uh, the vaccine is going to work and things are going to you know come together and we'll be able to start racing again by coming together. Uh, and, and maybe, uh, you know, get together with a, f- a few thousand friends on a weekend and, and run, uh, you know, a half marathon or a marathon or whatever the case might be. And if that happens and you want some help getting ready for that race, uh, you never know. You never know when the random number generator might smile upon you, uh, but you can't win it if you're not in it. So if you get entered to win that free custom training plan at disruns.com slash giveaway or right there on the homepage at disruns.com. And uh, it's real real quick, real easy. Enter your name, enter, enter your email address, bada boom, bada bam. You click uh, you know, sign up or whatever it says. I don't know. I don't know what the call to action is, but it's something along the lines of pick me or I don't know. Uh, but you click whatever it says and uh, get you get your, get you entered to win. And uh, then at the beginning of each new month, I pick a winner uh, at random. And if it's you, you hold it, you stick it in your pocket. And whenever there's a race that you want to work at, you just say, hey, Diz, let's go. And uh, we'll saddle you up and, and get you going. And, uh, you know, 16 weeks later, hopefully you'll be uh, peaking right on time, ready to go, uh, you know, hammer that new race distance or get that PR or whatever it is that you're working towards. So uh, disruns.com slash giveaway gets you in it. And if you have any questions, let me know. But uh, now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, my guest today is is one of those runners with uh, you know one of those incredible stories about how running has really kind of helped him turn around his health and his, his life um, from where he was before he started in the sport. Uh, and obviously that's going to be a big focus of today's conversation. So uh, just a, uh, about a handful of years ago, uh, today's guest weighed uh, about 250 pounds and was, was living a life with diabetes. And uh, today, you know, kind of fast forward just to, just literally just a handful of years. Uh, and he's an ultra runner, multiple time ultra runner, uh, Boston qualifiers, run Boston a couple times. And uh, recently has finished the Moab 240 as in 240 miles, which is one of those, one of those numbers that, that just is silly in my mind. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, and kind of how we got there and, and a whole lot more uh, today. So without any further ado, it's a, it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Steve Turner to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us, Steve. Appreciate it and certainly looking forward to it. Hey, thank you for having me, Danny. Yeah, it's it's absolutely my pleasure. And guys, if you want to kind of connect with Steve on online and follow more of his running journey as it uh, progresses from here, uh, Instagram the handle is at Ultra Runner Steve U L T R A R U N N E R S T E V E. So exactly like it's like it sounds at Ultra Runner Steve on Instagram. And he's got a Facebook page as well. If you want to follow that, it's Team Turner's Ultra Running page. Team Turner's Ultra Running page. If you just type that into the search bar, uh, it'll pop right up, and you can follow follow his page and, and follow along there. Uh, and 
of course, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes as we always do. The handles on social media, anything we talk about that, that makes sense to link to, uh, races and what, what have you, uh, will be found at disruns.com slash 902 today. Disruns.com slash 902 for today's show notes. Everything you need and more will be, well, probably not everything you need, but everything from today's conversation will be at disruns.com slash 902. So uh, now that we've got all the, the housekeeping out of the way, Steve, let's uh, start the party. And, and the way we always start each episode of the show here is with a, a very simple question uh, to ask. Yeah. Sometimes it's a simple question to answer. Sometimes it's difficult. And if I had to, to paint with a broad enough brush, I'd say that the ultra runners have the hardest time with this question. So I don't know, maybe this will be a, a tricky one for you, but uh, it's, it's, it's a great way to start the conversation. That's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So I would say, you know, two years ago, I would have said marathon running uh, 26.2 for sure would have been my distance. But uh, now that I've done the ultras, um, I would say 100 um, or 200 is definitely my uh, my preferred race. Gotcha. And, and like I said in the, in the intro, it's, it's a, it's a mind, uh, mind blowing distance for me. Like I, I, I uh, have said a few times that, uh, you know, in the past I've said, you know, never run an ultra. And of course I, you never say never in, in our sport. Right. And I've dipped my toes into, exactly. into 50 K running a few times. Um, and I'm, and I'm down with 50 Ks and I'm at that point now where it's like, you know, and, and now I'm going to say this and everybody's going to start asking me all, when, when are you going to do a 50 mile? Cause like, I'm kind of at the point where like 50 miles seems Still out there, but like, okay, I can I can see the the appeal, the allure of running for you know whatever that ends up being ten, twelve, fourteen hours, something like that, a, a full day out on the roads, yep. on the trails, whatever. Um, yep. But but you start getting into those triple digits, and that's still uh, still crazy for me. But uh, and and with your story, from from what little I know, and, and obviously as we'll get into this uh, a bit more, um, you know, climbing the ladder pretty quick, you know, of of just a handful of years going from from not running at all to. Uh, yeah, he's getting into the sport, running some marathons, and then uh, you know, one hundreds, two hundreds, and so on and so forth. As as we all know, you can climb the ladder in, in our sport um, if you want to uh, in in pretty short order. But before we get to to kind of more present day stuff, let's uh, let's take a little trip back in time and, and kind of what was what was life like? You know, I, I know kind of in the interest of a handful of years ago, but I know even before that, um, there were some struggles with with alcohol. So what was what was your your kind of life like? You know pre way pre running days and, and kind of how did we get to this, this point uh, for lack of a, a defined question to ask to start us off? Yeah. So basically I've been sober 20 years, August 1st. So I um, celebrated my 20th year. Congratulations. So the, thank you very much. It's uh, it's, it's funny. Um, I do not struggle with it at all. Uh, the reason why I became 250 pounds is because when I stopped drinking 20 years ago, I replaced it with, um, Sugar, which mm-hmm. is sweets, pastries, mm-hmm. everything else. So that's what happened was, you know, when I gave up the drinking, I went to the sweets and the food. Everything's a comfort in life, right. as we all know. Um, so then I gained 250 pounds. So, you know, it's funny because I tell everybody I do not miss drinking. I don't even think about drinking, but I struggle with the the uh, the sweets mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. It's It's a constant struggle. And that's why I run as much as I do, because it is the only uh, thing that I do in life that keeps me focused um, on my diet. Um, When you're doing ultras, you know, you really have to be in really, you know, top shape to to get through these, you know, with the with the marathons and the 5Ks. And you can you can pretty much I'm not saying not have a great diet, but you can get through them. Uh, Me, I have to stay focused. So, you know, to me. Being on a strict diet 
and not eating the, you know, the sweets is what really helps me the most. Mm -hmm. uh, but get to my story is uh, November 16th of 2016, 16, my wife had told me that, uh, you know, if I think for our insurance, I had to go to the uh, doctor to get a physical. And when I went to the doctor, um, my blood sugar was completely off the charts. So she said to me, you know, uh, you got to go to the gym. You got to start losing weight. Well, I went to the gym twice. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a gym person. Mm -hmm. Got on the treadmill like twice. I actually, if you, my, me and my son were running together and I actually did the thing which everybody laughs at. I fell backwards because I turned the thing up oh, too no. fast and it was laughing at me. It was just, looking back, it was just incredible. Um, so then I just said, you know what? I have a, a two-mile loop that we used to walk the dog on. I said, I'm just going to start running from telephone pole to telephone pole. And, you know, got from telephone pole one day to the next one to the next one. I finally, you know, I don't know if it was a week or two weeks or a month. I finally made it around, you know, the whole two miles walking and running. Um, and then what I had done is I had set my goal. Um, I think that was probably December when I got around the two-mile thing. I set my goal to – we have a, uh, a rye – um, 10k that's been run every year for I think since 1975. It's a, it's a um, six mile race down in in August, and uh, they have we used to do it as before I started running. They'd have beer at the end, so we would run it and walk it just for the beer at the end. Um, <laughs> so I set my goal to uh, actually run that race in August, but over the winter um, I had already gotten um, to I think 12 miles just over the winter. Wow. I was really I was picking it up. I mean, I wasn't running that fast, but I was, I was moving pretty quickly. So that following July, I done my first 10 K, um, in Dover. And then in August I done the Saunders and I was so ahead of the schedule that I had done my first marathon, um, in the first year of running. Wow. Um, I was, yeah, I was moving pretty quickly. Um, so then I set my, set myself on, um, uh, jumping back, I'd done some half marathons too at the same time, mm -hmm. but my first marathon was in the first year. So then I had set my, my goals, um, on the Boston marathon, I think the second year. And, uh, it's funny because the first time I'd run, uh, I think the marathon that I tried to qualify for, I missed it by like two minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. I, but, I feel like, you know, I feel like that's gotta be more painful than missing it by 15 minutes. You know, having something that, that blows up and you're just like, oh, well, you know, this, this happened, that happened, whatever, but being so close has gotta be a tough pill to swallow. It is. And you know, as you learn, you know, about these marathons, you know, if you know the marathon, Boston marathon, how hard it is to get mm -hmm. into, I was at the age of, I think 40 to 49. So believe it or not, 40 to 49 is a wicked competitive age. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's guys you know, trying to find their youth or what it, it's <laughs> such a competition. So even if I be, even if I had actually come in at my qualifying time, most likely wouldn't I wouldn't it. have got in anyways mm -hmm. because of how many people try and get in. Right. So I learned, I don't, you know, that made me feel a little bit better going, you know, even if I had qualified, I probably wouldn't have got in. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I wanted to run the Boston marathon. A friend of mine says, Hey, um, I have a friend that's a doctor on the Boston children's, um, ward and he can get you in to be a charity runner you just get you know you wait you um raise six thousand dollars and you can run that way i'm like you know what so i think i can't remember what year it is it's behind me on the wall let's see it is uh 2016 okay actually yeah well i ran the boston marathon yeah so that was the no actually yeah 2016 
So I did that in the first year too. Jeez, I didn't even notice wow. that. Um, but I did that as a charity runner. Um, and I think my time was like four hours. I mean, mm-hmm. not that it's bad, but it, it, that wasn't what I was shooting for. So I said, you know what? I'm going to really, really train for it. But in the meantime, one of my customers, we do automotive um, repair here. And I did put a top on his Porsche. He says, hey, you run marathons? I'm like, yeah, you know, I really like you. You ever thought about doing a 50? I said, 50 what? <laughs> he goes, a 50 miler. I'm like, 50 miler? Are you where? He goes, hip switch mass. So in the meantime of doing the Boston Marathon the following April, I started training in the summertime for the 50 miler hip switch. And I was running like every single day and this and that. And uh, I actually tried the week before the 50 miler was another qualifying Boston Marathon in Newmarket. I said, you know what? I'm just going to use that as um, a race just to get ready for the mm-hmm. 50. I'm going to walk it and I'm going to just enjoy well, I did it in 317. Oh, goodness. So I qualified for the Boston Marathon. The week later, I, done, I did the 50 in uh, nine hours. Wow. So I was really starting to get, I was getting, I wouldn't say I was getting, I got hooked on running mm-hmm. extremely. So came across the finish line when my friend says, Hey, you ever done the, you ever thought about doing the Vermont 100? And I'm like, what is that? He goes, it's a hundred mile <laughs> race in Vermont. It's all through the hills. And, you know, if you do it under 24 hours, you get a special, a special buckle. Um, so I said, Hmm, maybe I, I can start, I can train for that. So I trained for that, uh, which was, I think 17 or 18. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what year. Was. Um, and I actually came in eight minutes under the 24 hours. So I did, I did it under 24 hours in my first attempt. Wow. So it was, uh, it, it was strictly, it was incredible. So moving on past that, I done, uh, the mid state, the following was, was last year. I placed, um, 11th overall in that one. Wow. So then I'm like, you know what? I got, I got to find something bigger. So that's when I did, did the Moab, um, last month. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. It's, it's, uh, quite the, quite the rapid rises as you even kind of mentioned a couple of times. And, and, uh, um, I, I, I would just be curious, uh, and even kind of going back to, to the very early days, you know, you, you find yep. out that your, your blood sugar is high and, and you got to, yep. you know, need to get healthier, need to, need to get some exercise going and, and all that good stuff. What, what made you turn to running? Uh, you know, for, for lack of a better way of, of, of saying it, I mean, there's so many other things out there, um, and that you could have done for exercise and, yep. You know, like like what 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 was can you can you point to what was the the allure of running or or is it just kind of you know how the stars aligned or, or kind of how how did you decide that that running was what you were going to do? Well, I don't you know I think now that I've done the running, I I think the main reason I have a business where we do like I said I told you we we do high end restorations mm-hmm. on cars, we do custom materials, and it's a very um, high stress job, meaning taking care of a lot of people that, you know, their cars, their projects are their babies. So right. there's a little bit of stress involved. So I think looking back now, I think the reason why I love running is running when you're out there, I describe it as like, you go on vacation. I own the business. I've been in business 32 years. You never stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can relate to it. Absolutely. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think it's the only thing that when I'm out there doing it, Um, Whether it's a three-mile race, a five-mile race, I am so into paying attention to cars, paying attention to my stride, my pace, everything else that I I just – I'm in my own little world. 
And it actually takes away all the anxiety and um, the pressures of life. I think that's what it is. I think it's, um, I escape, I escape from life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And that's something I think that, that a lot of folks can, can relate to no matter what the rest of life looks like for them. And certainly this year, you know, has been, has been a lot of that. Oh, of yeah. just, you know, using, using running as a chance to just kind of clear the mind, forget about uh, pandemic life, forget about stresses and, and, and all those types of things and just get out there and uh, get some, get some good miles in and, and kind of let, uh, let some of that stuff kind of melt away for at least, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, three hours, whatever, whatever the case might be. Um, yeah. So, so as you're, as you're getting into it, you know, you, you make it sound, uh, so easy. Um, but, but, uh, you know, were, were there some, some struggles along the way? Were there, were there injuries? Were there, were there, you know, any kind of, of those hiccups that are, that are sadly kind of common for a lot of new runners or, or did it go, you know, knock on wood, pretty, pretty smooth for you in the, in the, you know, first couple, couple years of, of your running life? No, it did not go smooth at all. Um, my sports medicine doctor, we were on first name basis and uh, he's a runner also. So no, it did not go smoothly. Um, both my knees um, were, were so painful at the very beginning. I was at sports medicine looking back probably, I don't know, maybe once, twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I had hip problems. I had such hip problems that they were actually going to do cortisone shots um, to get rid of the pain. Um, I had broken, I still have, I had broken a toe on a race. Mm. Uh, but getting back, yeah, um, it was not, no, there was a lot of pain. Um, I think the pain was because I was pushing myself instead of just going out and running, you know, like the normal person does two or three times a week. I was going out every single day and, uh, pushing myself probably, probably further than I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I will say it's the weirdest thing. I have this 13 mile route and, um, I would be running and the pain would be, you know, come up around mile three and it would be so bad. And I would get to the same spot every single, every single day where the pain would actually start to go away and it would disappear as, you know, I would run. I think mostly I'm 53 now. So I started when I was 59, 58. So I think my body just needed to uh, get used to my joints and everything. Mm -hmm. I think they just needed to get worked in. I think that's, what my doctors say. And I'm lucky because I only took up running four years ago, which is luckily for me because I've got friends that were track cross country marathon runners, same age as me. They can't run anymore because their joints are just gone. So with me, I think I'm going to be lucky and I think I'm going to be able to do this later, later in life because of that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly the the goal I think for, for all of us to keep, to keep going and, and to, you know, keep, keep being able to do a, a sport and a, and a, and a hobby and a passion that, that we love, um, well into the, the later years. I know I've, I've said before, you know, my, my, my plan, you know, and, and, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with a plan, uh, is to, yeah. to keep running until they put me in the ground. Right. You know, like, like yeah. I don't want to have a big gap between when I stop running and, uh, when it's, when it's, you know, curtains for me on, on the earth. So, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly can, can relate to that. Um, what, what's, you know, talking about kind of, how things were, how sore they were, how, how painful some of those runs were. Um, I, I assume now, although, you know, you know what happens when you start making assumptions that that's not the case, but you know, is running still painful for you or for the most part? I mean, 20, 240 miles, I got a feeling there's some pain there, but you know, the, the typical runs, the, the daily, the daily routine, is it, uh, is your body adapted and feeling good at this point? Absolutely. I mean, I feel the only time I feel pain is when I don't run. I mean, I ran the 240 mile marathon. I mean, that's the Moab. And when I, when you do the hundred mile races, they're totally different because when you do the 
well for me when you do the hundred mile races you're you're to me i'm going across against the clock so i'm trying to finish under 24 hours so i'm pushing it as fast as i can um i know that when i finish those races the next day when i you know when i get home that day or that morning my hips my joints are completely blown out um i mean they, they get better as you know the races go along but with this 240 mile race, I was scared to death because I told my wife we bought all kinds of massaging things. And I told her, you know, right off the bat, what we got to do is we got to come into this. And every time I come into a checkpoint, you got to massage my back. You got to massage my legs, because if I sleep or anything and I get up and my hips are, are junk, I'm going to be screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. Nothing happened. I mean, literally no pain. Even when I came across the finish line. Zippo pain. I mean, I, my first rest stop for, I slept an hour was at 122 miles, um, into the race, which was, I think a day and a half or whatever it was slept on a cot outside and was, I think it was like nine degrees, well, you know, with wicked windshield. So it was mm-hmm. freezing. I slept for like maybe 30 minutes. I, I went to put my legs on the ground going, Oh my God, it's going to hurt so bad. I just know it. I had no pain whatsoever. Literally none. But I think the difference is, you know, when you're doing these ultra marathon races, and I call them races and runs, but they're not really, right. you know, it's not a run. They're like, you know, you just ran 240 miles. You absolutely do not run. You you do run, but most of it's, you know, an endurance hike, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. So I think that's the reason why I didn't have any pain. And a lot of people I talked to, they didn't have as much pain as you're not putting yourself, you're not putting your body through the same physical uh, endurance that you do with the with the the long the, the longer races because it's more of a, a walking and hiking so you don't I don't think you're beating yourself up as much. Yeah, they, I, I remember a quote and I can't remember who who said it so I can't attribute it uh, to to anyone but um, so there wasn't me this isn't wisdom for me but there there's a quote that says you know something along the lines of uh, it's it's the 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 speed that kills never the distance and and it kind of sounds like that's what you're saying there where you know and I feel it. Um, you know, from the difference of like a 5k versus a marathon, like you like, I'm a little bit sore after a marathon, of Absolutely. course, but after a 5k, it's like, gosh, like everything hurts and I'm dying because you're just hammering it for as hard as you can go for, for three miles versus cruising for whatever, 23 miles, 24 miles in a marathon. And then maybe picking it up a little bit for the last couple miles. Um, but, uh, so, so I guess I, I can sort of, I'm uh, not sort of, I can definitely understand what you're saying about how you feel differently you know, at the end of a good hundred miler where you're really pushing it, trying to get in under 24 hours or, or whatever the case might be versus 240, where it's multiple days of just kind of just grinding and, and going, but never really that, that high level of intensity. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, I'd be curious to, to hear, uh, how you, how you prepare for a 240 mile race. Like, you know, I, I as a coach, I, I've, I've coached some hundred milers. I've coached, you know, folks that have done hundred K's or 50 miles. It's like, I kind of have a, an idea, not, not that I've run those races, but I, I certainly know kind of, you know, from, from their experiences and talking to other folks on the show and whatnot as well, you know, how to prepare for those, those types of races and doing some doubles and, and things of that nature. But, but what do you do for, for preparing for a race that's going to be multiple days and 240 some odd miles? Like how, how do you even begin to, to train for something like that? Well, I can only speak for myself and I can speak for so like probably 10 runners that I ran with the not the number one prep preparation that everybody does for this race is in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, when they always say it's all, it's all mental, mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent true. I mean, 
I have to admit, you know, I even asked my wife this question if she had any doubt when I was going to, if I was going to come across the finish line. And she says, Steve, I know you, you would have crawled to the finish. You know, you would have done it. So, you know, I think because I was able to give up, you know, the alcohol, you know, which was unbelievably hard. Mm-hmm. I think these ultra runners, if you know, or anybody in life, whatever their passion is, I hate to use just the word running, whatever their passion is. If you're determined that you want to do something and you're physically, you know, physically there, I'm not saying, you know, you have to be, you know, the, the top athlete. Right. I think if you're physically there, that's or excuse me, mentally there, that's the number one thing. Um, you know, I do run every single day. Um, I might miss a day here or there just because of the weather, but I run, I try and run 10 miles every single day, which has been for three years now, okay. probably. And um, when I was doing, when I was training for the Vermont 100 um, to try and do 124, I was doing 100 miles a week, every single week, mm. which is. You know, and I have a family and a business, so you know I wasn't taking. I was running. Right. I'd go out at eleven o'clock at night, and I would run all night long, and then work the next day trying to get ready. You know, for the multiple days mm-hmm. of being up. Um, another good factor that I have is I only sleep on average of two to three hours every single night. Wow. Um, so that's another factor how I'm I'm able to get through these because you know if you're a runner and you you require a lot of sleep. These races are not, these tough, races yeah. are not for you. <laughs> right. I, to answer your question, I, I, you know, I got ready just like everybody else did. Um, I didn't, be honest with you, I didn't grind as much um, for this one. I didn't, you know, I was running every single day, but my mileage was down, down for this one versus the 240 because I knew that I'd run 100 miles in, um, I think it was August, um, and felt really good, and I just kept up my running and you know i knew that i didn't have to i went up north and i hiked some mountains um occasionally on weekends um because i live on the east coast i'm i actually live a mile from the beach so there is no elevation where i live and i went up north um i hiked a couple mountains i think the highest i got to was was like 4500 uh feet um i was worried about the elevation of this one Mm -hmm. Uh, it didn't bother me at all um but I think I was, I just think that I knew that I was mentally ready for it and I would just get through it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I, I'd love to dive a little bit deeper if, if you don't mind on the, the mental side of things, yeah. because again, you know, I, as, as we kind of joked before we officially started recording that, like, you know, I've told a bunch of my stories before, uh, but you know, if, if it fits in the conversation, I'll certainly tell it, tell yeah. the same story again. And, uh, this is one of those where we're, you know, I, I've talked many times about how I feel like in a lot of cases, my, my mental strength or my mental endurance, um, is, is a, definitely a limiting factor for me as it comes to my running. Um, it's something I've been working on and something I'm, I'm improving upon, but anytime I talk yep. to folks who are like, yeah, you know, just mentally, like that's, that's the thing. And focusing on the mental training has really helped me. I'm always like, all right, well, let's, let's dive into that a little bit because if there's something that maybe I can learn, or obviously if something that somebody's that's listening can, can learn, uh, that's, that's all, all the better. So, you know, how, how do you, how do you, you know, is this, is this mental strength, this mental fortitude that you have? I mean, is that something that's just kind of innate that you've always had or, or how do you work on, on that side of the, the endurance races and the endurance sports, uh, to, to be so strong mentally to where your wife is like, yeah, Steve, like, nope, like, obviously you're going to finish like, you know, whatever it takes, you're going to, you're going to do it. Cause your brain, your, your mental focus is so strong. Like how do, how do you work on that improve that? Or, or again, is that something that's kind of always just been a, a thing for you? 
Well, I think if Sherry, my wife, would answer that, she'd say because he's a stubborn bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to admit that, you know, part of that is true. Um, you know, I have that trait, which I don't think, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I would never want that trait. But if you tell me I can't do it, um, it's it's like, you know, putting water on grease fire. It's like, okay, which, you know, a lot of people say it's not a good trait to have. But I think it for me, it works, you know, but luckily the people that I'm around, around don't don't ever say you can't do that especially now they're like i'm never gonna say right, you can't right. do that. <laughs> you know um but the mental you know how i this is how i do races and it's weird you know how when you go on vacation and you get there the first day and you're like oh we have seven days this is going to be great and then before you know it you're on the plane to come home mm. you know that feeling mm-hmm. yep I use that in my races. So I get up to the, whether it's a day race, uh, a four, tour day race, whatever, whatever it is, um, I say, okay, this is going to be worst case scenario, five days. And people look at me five days. I mean, that's five days. I'm like, I know, but sooner or later it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my mental straight going, okay, I'm going to get through this. It's something, you know, whether you're fighting cancer or whatever, you you have to have that ability to just say, you know what, I'm going to beat this. I have friends that I look up to because, you know what, they've been through cancer, they've beat it, they've been through radiation, and I look at them going, you know what, from what I've done, my my, my career, my life, whatever, is nothing compared to what they've done. If you, you get what I'm saying, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I do have that ability to just say, screw it, and I'm going to do it. Um, I mean, there was only one time in the – there was only actually one time in the race that I got a little edgy because uh, my my watch had died, and I couldn't tell what mile was at. And mm. I actually ended up being further than I was, so I got a little bit um, uh, irate with myself. But I just have the ability – I don't know. It's, it's – I guess what, to answer your question, it's just I think I just have that ability to – say I'm doing it and get through it. I mean, I, I've never, you know, the, the thing too is I've never, you know, we talk about other things too is, you know, the hallucinations. Everybody says, you know, all these runners I've been, oh, have you had a hallucination? I've never had any. I mean, I ran this race, never even got, I mean, I got tired at night. I took a couple of naps, but I never got to the point where I saw anything. People around me were going, oh, I saw stuff all last night. I've never gotten to the point where, the, the make or break point, I've never mm-hmm. gotten there yet. So I, I don't know if I can really answer your question as far as helping you, but I have the ability to just push through whatever. Um, I mean, I will say, you, you, you know Bradley Lane, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. He was my pacer, and I'm telling you, my hat's off to him because he was incredible. Um, I owe my race to him and my my crew. I just want to say that because without my crew and my my and my Without Bradley, you know, it would have been a lot tougher. But there was one point in the race we were going up Shea Mountain. It was the first real hill. I had hit that, I think, on my second night um, of no sleep. And uh, I said we were going, like, way up. It was all rocky. I did have my poles, but I was extremely tired. And I yelled out to him, how much more do we got? And he says, seven miles. And I said, you're full of crap. He goes, no, we got seven miles. I'm like... I can't do this for seven more miles. And he goes, you have to, you got no choice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he got me through it. I mean, that was the one point, that was the one point in the race where my, my brain was really saying time, you know, 
it wasn't saying stop, but you know, take a, take a break, lay mm-hmm. down, maybe take a nap. And, um, you know, everybody needs help, but Bradley, Bradley pushed me through and he got me through it. But just to make a long story short, it wasn't seven miles. The whole, the whole leg was seven miles, not going up the mountain. So uh. I gave him crap about that. He was playing <laughs> like no it's all it's seven miles straight up i'm like no it's not he goes oh yes it is that's he's a great guy yeah definitely and that's that's one of those cases where um you know having having the right you know having having a good a good member of your crew a good a good pacer is huge but certainly when it's when it's the right person for you where you where you kind of you know know each other a little bit and able to to know to to give some crap or to to you know under undervalue oh it's just it's just it's just around the corner even though it's not but like you know some people need that versus (laughs) some people like oh it's it's still another seven miles it's like no it can't be yeah it is and you got this and we're gonna do it and and you know having having that relationship and having somebody out there to lean on um certainly for the longer races too is is invaluable um would be curious kind of shifting shifting gears slightly um and this is a this is a a a conversation i've had with a couple folks over the years and and if it's if it's not something that that lands then no worries we'll we'll move on to something else but you know talking about kind of looking at at kind of maybe the 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 zoomed out view kind of the the thousand foot view of of what we've talked about so far today and and i know we've barely scratched the surface but at some point we're gonna have to get close to having to wrap this one up but um you know from the days of of being an alcoholic and then and then giving up the alcohol but switching to sweets and and i don't know if if you use the word but you know for lack of a better way to say it kind of being addicted to to sweets and and treats and sugars and things like that um and and now some might say that you're kind of addicted to to running a little bit um you know along that that line i mean is is that does that seem accurate or 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 um, you know, how, how do you, have you ever had the thoughts or the discussions of kind of trading one addiction for, for another over, over the course of the last, you know, 20 plus years? And, and, and if so, what, what are your thoughts on, on that kind of line of thinking? Oh, it's absolutely, you're hundred percent true. No, I mean, it's, I have an addictive personality, no matter what I do. Um, I run a nonprofit organization too. So I do that too. So, um, whatever I do, I try and do it, you know, to the best of my ability, but yes, you're hundred percent positive. From being addicted to the to the alcohol, to the sweets, to the running, yes, whatever I do, I do take it to the extreme. Yeah, so you you are right. Okay, um, and and you know, again, kind of along along that same line, how do you how do you keep with running now? From, mm-hmm. from turning what is what you know you want to, a lot of times we talk about addictions we talk about them in a, in a bad light but I, I think it's safe to say that for a lot of us to some degree or another you know myself included and a lot of folks listening we're, we're addicted to running for for whatever that extreme is whatever whatever our you know our, our level of running is you know we're, we're addicted to how we feel during how we feel after how we feel on the days that we don't run and, and how we miss it and you know i kind of get the, the jitters and i've again joked before about how after a few days of not running for one reason or another my wife is like just go like whatever whatever's going on get out of the house go and come back in an hour and be a normal human you know functioning human being again um yep. how do you how do you prevent yourself from going too far as a runner and and taking it to a point where um it, it overtakes you know the business of your life or the, the nonprofit or the family, or you run yourself into, into, you know, into injuries to where you can't run. Like, like is, is, is there a, a conscious balancing that you do with, with your running? And if so, kind of what it is or, or what is it? Or, you know, how, how do you keep again, the, the addiction of running from, from taking control and going too far? Well, I think I'm lucky with that one because I have a set schedule that mm. uh, my first thing is I do not, I try not to take any time away from my family and, 
you know, to be honest with you, um, my family is like the biggest supporter of me. Uh, my son and my wife, they are my crew and my sister, Donna Turner. She couldn't go to this one in Moab because of COVID. She's a teacher. Mm -hmm. But my wife and son flew out um, to Salt Lake and were, were my, uh, my team. So, you know, they're, they're part of my team, which is great. But I try. I do, I do the same thing every day. I run it from 530 to 7 every single night. But if my family has something going on, I make sure that what, I, what I'm trying to get is I do not make my running interfere with my family life or my work. I don't take any time away from work. So with not having to sleep a lot at night, I can go out and run. I have lights and everything else, and I live mm -hmm. in a small town. So I don't think it will ever overtake my life. Um, I mean, like you said at the beginning, never say never. Right. But I don't think it will ever take over my life. Um that it will interfere with my life. So I'm, I'm not afraid of that, but I did just sign up for uh, Lake Tahoe next year. Um, and my ultimate goal is to do Tahoe next year, Moab next year, and then hopefully the year after do the triple crown. Mm. Um, that's my ultimate goal, whether or not my body will be able to do that. Um, but I figured I'd, I'm going to try and do it by the time I'm 55. Cause obviously after 55, you know, I mean, but then again, when you're out there, you see people. I mean, I ran right. a, with a woman that was 65. She completed it. So, I mean, you really can't in today's day, if you take care of yourself, we can run until we're 100. So, um, but I, you know, the answer to the question, I don't think, um, I think I'm going to be able to try and keep it at bay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Talking about taking care of yourself and, and continuing to run for, for many, many years. Um, it's something again that I've, I've talked about multiple times and people get sick of me talking about the little things all the time, as far as how to take care of your body so that you can't keep running. Um, are, are there things that you do to, to help stay healthy and to help, um, be strong and, and stay, stay pain-free? And if so, what, what are, what are some of those things that, uh, you kind of rely on, uh, when it comes to staying healthy with your running? Well, I try and keep a really good diet. Um, I don't eat red meat. Um, I did try the plain plant-based diet for like a year, almost nine months. And, it, you know, at first it seemed like it was working, but I think in the long run it didn't work for me. Um, I think for me, to be honest with you, if I run every single day, no pain whatsoever. If I don't run, you know, for like when I come back from these races, if I don't run for a week, everything hurts. So mm. uh, I think my main goal is just to, you know, keep a healthy diet and uh, keep in shape and, and just keep what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and it's one of those where, um, even though some of those, some of, you know, some of that stuff running every day is not something I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, uh, not yeah. sleeping as much is not something I'm a huge fan of, but it's kind of, you know, just like anything. And we've had, you know, I've had these conversations with different people on different topics, but at the end of the day, like we all have to do what works best for us. Right. And, exactly. and like if, if I was to try to run every day and only sleep two or three hours a, a, a night, um, I mean, I guess I can't tell you for sure what would happen because I've never tried that experiment, but I, I, I don't like the, the probable outcomes of, of those two, yes. two situations. Um, yeah. But that's, that's fine. And that's what works for me. And, and just like you, you might not like, you know, the idea of, of feeling like you, you're sleeping, you know, twice or three times as long and, and uh, yeah. not, not having days off here and there, like, like whatever we're doing that, that works for us, works for us. And, you know, like you said, keep taking care of yourself. If you're putting good things in a lot of times, that's, that's three quarters of the battle right there. So uh, certainly keep yeah. on, keep on keeping on. So as we're, as we're wrapping up today, Steve, and I feel like we could, 
probably keep going for for a while. But I know you got things to do. I got things to do. Everybody's you know got to got to keep the lights on and all that kind of good stuff. Um, yep. Although I guess that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I am working right now. You're you're taking time out of your work day to to chat with me. Um, but uh, I, I'd love to ask kind of one last question. I call it a philosophical question. Is is kind of it's kind of like a, an, the intro question. Very open ended. Uh, you kind of take it yep. whichever way you want to go. And this is where we'll wrap up today. But you know, in in your handful of years uh, running, which which still again kind of hits me a little bit sideways that all the things that you've accomplished in, in not very much time and, and certainly looking forward to following along and seeing what, what the future holds for you and how much more you're accomplishing and your triple crown at 200s, which is bonkers, but I'm sure that's going to happen as well. Um, but I'd be curious, you know, in, in these, in these four plus years, what have you learned about yourself through running that, you know, maybe, you know, no way to know, but maybe you would never would have learned, you know, this lesson or that lesson, um, had you never, you know, gone to the doctor that one day and, and decided that, all right, we got to, I got to do something and started, you know, started running, started walking and, and, you know, fast forward to where we are today. Uh, are there any things that you can point to that, that running has taught you about, about yourself? Um, extreme. The, the number one, the last thing that I've learned is confidence mm-hmm. before I became, well, I, I would say the second, third year into running, um, when I became successful, I had a really low self-esteem growing up as a, as a kid. Um, extreme fear. I mean, with my nonprofit, I have to get up in front of people and, you know, have conversations, stuff like that. And I was so um, shy and hated being in front of people. That's where the, the alcohol came involved, because if you have a couple cocktails, you're, you get a little easier to deal with people. Um, so I would say now that I've become a runner and uh, successful, I would say, um, I would say confidence. I can actually get up in front of a crowd now. I can get in front of Zoom. I mean, I do podcasts all the time now. So I have. I would say self confidence for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a a great lesson, and and uh, it's, it's one of my. I don't I don't always ask the same philosophical question, but that's one of my favorite questions to ask because there's there's no shortage of things that running has taught all of us, and and I absolutely love hearing the different things, and so so glad that uh, that you're willing to share that. Um, Guys, once again, on Instagram, if you want to follow along with Steve and see him continue to progress and continue to push himself and you know start knocking off even more of these, these crazy distance races all, all in the same year before too much longer, uh, on Instagram, it's at Ultra Runner Steve. On Facebook, uh, just search for uh, Team Turner's Ultra Running. Uh, and, and again, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes as we always do, disruns.com slash 902, disruns.com slash 902. Uh, Steve, thank you. For uh, for making the time today, thanks for uh, figuring out the, the the technology side of things, which I, which we had a, we had a little bobble, but we, we made it work. Uh, and and shout out to Bradley Lane for uh, connecting us as well. Glad to uh, to to be able to chat with you, and and uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. And again, thanks for the time today, and and really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Steve and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you. What was your takeaway from today's episode? Um, for me, it was just kind of a maybe more overall theme, which I guess is kind of a takeaway, right? But not not anything specific necessarily that, that Steve said, but just just the the progression that he's gone through, obviously in a, in a very short time. But but the takeaway for me is is just how awesome our sport is and that, and that the, the, you know, the possibilities are almost endless, right? Um, I, I think that I can say that probably when he started running, uh, a handful of years ago, Steve probably didn't have his eyes on the idea of running a 200 mile plus race, right? At least I, I, I doubt it. I mean, it's certainly possible, but I don't think there's too many people that, that take up running, uh, and go, you know what? 
I, I'm, I'm struggling to run around the block right now, but I, but my goal is to run 240 miles in, in one, in one shot. Um, yet here he is, yet here he is. And, and, uh, you know, looking forward to, you know, another 200 next year and, and, you know, doing a triple crown of 200s before too long. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible how, how capable our bodies are of, of climbing the ladder and, and, you know, just pushing ourselves and growing and, and doing more. And the reason that I think that that's, that's important for me to remember, and, and maybe for you as well, is that sometimes I think I'm guilty of kind of setting my, my sights too small, you know, of, of saying that, you know, I could never do that. Now, of course, there's no reason that I have to, you know, whether or not I ever run a hundred miler or a hundred K or a 50 miler or whatever. Um, there's no reason I have to, but I think if, if I'm going to be honest, there's been times that I've, I've thought to myself, gosh, I could, I could never do that. And Steve's a good reminder to me that, yeah, yeah, I could. Do I want to? That's a different question. Am I going to? Maybe, maybe not. But could I? I mean, if, if he's gone from, from zero to 240 in uh, just a few years, I mean, I think it's safe to say that I could go from 50K to, to 50 miles, 100K, 100 miles, maybe even 240 miles if I wanted to and was willing to put in the work and make it happen. So, you know, if, if you've ever kind of found yourself thinking that you could never run a marathon, you could never break, you know, break two hours in the, in the half marathon or, or whatever, I would just, you know, encourage you and certainly remind myself to think that, you know, that you never know, you never know, uh, the, the possibilities are virtually endless. Our, our bodies are insanely capable. You just got to put in the work and be consistent and keep showing up over time. Um, and so that's, that's kind of my takeaway. It's just, it's just how awesome our bodies are, how awesome this sport is that it allows us the opportunities to continue to, to do more if that's something we desire to do. So again, I mean, just wow. 240 miles. Can you, can you, I can't, I can't, um, but whatever I could, if I could, if I wanted to. And, and I think that that's something that's important to remember. So that's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, let me know. You, you know, I, I love to hear those types of things at Diz runs on Twitter at Diz runs on Instagram. You can also send an email as per usual to disruns at gmail.com and fill me in that way. Or you can come on over to the show notes for today's episode, which you can get to at disruns.com slash nine zero two and check out a couple of photos from that Steve has sent over. Of course, we got links to anything that we talked about races and the whole nine yards that, that are there as well. And uh, down at the bottom is the comment bar. You can leave your comments, thoughts, feedbacks, takeaways right there uh, for me and for the world to see. That's the beauty of leaving the, the feedback on the, the website is it's there for anybody to check out if they go back to the show notes at any point down the road. Uh, disruns.com slash nine zero two once again is the link to get back there and uh one more thing before we pull this ship into harbor don't forget to get yourself entered into the giveaway if you're if you're if you'd be up for working for me working with me not working for me working with me for the grand old price of nothing then disruns.com slash giveaway is the key to making that happen or at least having the opportunity to get that to happen uh, get yourself entered into the drawing. I'll be doing another one uh, at the start of the year, and sometimes not making any promises. You know, is this at least as this episode comes out, we're ten days away from the uh, the end of 2020, getting started with uh, the new year, January 1st, 2021. Uh, and sometimes at the new year, I get a little crazy and pick two or three or four winners. And and I'm not making any promises, but that might happen this year. So uh, get yourself in it now if you're listening to this before the start of the new year. And if you're not, get yourself entered now anyway, because whenever that next month is. You got a chance to win, but you got to be in it to win it. Dizruns.com slash giveaway, 
or right there at the homepage, DizRuns.com. Uh, either place will get you entered to win the free training plan uh, of, of your choice, or for the race of your choice, whenever you're ready to cash it in. I know some folks have been, been chomping at the bit, waiting for races to pop back up uh, to, to cash in. So get yourself entered at DizRuns.com slash giveaway. And now, let's officially wrap this one up and uh, say thank you for listening. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your attention. If you enjoyed this one, hit that share button. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for all you do to support what we got going on here, which starts with just tuning in. I appreciate it more than I can possibly express. And until next time, y'all, be well. See you guys.